of my word. Now, I know this is heavy this morning. But the Lord has laid this on my heart because of simply this. We're coming to a time where the church is more complacent and more lazy than it has ever been. We're coming to a place where we are just satisfied being born again. I like the way that Damon Thompson said it. That's great. That's wonderful. And I look forward to heaven. But Christ prayed, let there be heaven on earth. He said, well, Derek, I don't remember reading that. He said, Lord, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. You can have a little bit of heaven right here on earth. And he sent you the Holy Ghost to help you with it. He's looking for a people who's willing to seek that heaven on earth while we're here. Because I promise you the enemy is doing his best to stop all that he can from going in the rapture. He's not just racing to get people into hell. Of course he is. But I'm telling you, he would love. There's nothing more that he would love, that he would love, that he would love to get that old guy that called himself an associate pastor or even a pastor who preached the gospel and all he did was preach and get a paycheck. And on the day of the rapture, something happened and he didn't go. And then he got hard against the Lord. And he said, I was saved. I was preaching. Why didn't I go? Now his heart's hard-hearted. The Bible says that that'll happen. There'll be many that will get mad at the Lord. And their hearts will grow hard. And many of those people will take the mark of the beast. But there'll be some. There'll be some. Who when the rapture happens, their hearts will be pricked. There'll be a few and very few that'll remember. Man, they told me it was coming. They told me it was coming. And I just didn't quite line up. I'm not telling you you have to be perfect. God said he knew you wouldn't be perfect. He knew that from the foundation of the world because the day he created Adam, he knew that Adam would sin. That's why the Bible says that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. That's why John said, I pray that you sin not, but if you do, you have an advocate with the, with the Father. He's wanting the people with a repentant heart. He's wanting people with a heart after him, just like David. He wants people with a heart who, when they sin, they'll repent. And when they, when they repent, they won't just go back to it and go back to it and go back to it, but they'll do their best to fight against it. And they'll try to turn and go in the other direction. And when they're turning and going in the other direction, they're going to try their best to be about the will of the Father. I'll tell you. The Apostle Paul said, those who love the Lord, they'll fail not to assemble themselves together. Does that mean you'll be in church every Sunday? No, it doesn't. But if you love the Lord, you're going to have a desire to be there. You're going to have a desire to make it when you can. Because you want to be in His presence as much as possible. If you have a heart after God, you're going to have a heart to help those who are weary and downtrodden, those who are broken. I'm telling you, if there's no love and compassion in your heart for your brothers and for the lost, today's the day you need to be checking your heart and your mind. I'll tell you one more thing. I want you to picture this in your mind. Because I believe that this is the way it will happen. Two brothers, very much alike, born of the same daddy, both got the same mama, 
very much alike. One's an alcoholic. One is just a janitor for the church. I didn't say preacher. I said a janitor. But that janitor, every week, went to the church and he cleaned the church with all his heart. When he walked in, he took the vacuum cleaner and he made sure that that house, which held the Lord on Sunday mornings and throughout the week, looked better than his own house. And if there was anything else that was needed, he was sure to volunteer because, not because he wanted to be seen, because he didn't care to be a janitor. He didn't, clear, he didn't care to clean toilets. But he knew that one day, when Christ returned, he wanted to be pleasing. But his brother was an alcoholic. And his brother wasn't pushy. But every opportunity he got, he just simply told him, look, the Lord loves you. And he's coming back for his church. Won't you be a part of that? And his brother turned him down. One day, their mother died. And they went to the graveyard. And as they pulled into the graveyard, they were riding in the same vehicle. They were in the hearse that carried their mom, and they had just put her in the ground. All of a sudden, there was a sound that went forth out of the sky. The brother who was the janitor heard it. And when he looked around, he saw the graves bursting open, and he saw men who had died in the Confederate War and men who had died in a Revolutionary War and men who had died hundreds and thousands of years ago began to come up out of the ground and he looked around and he looked at his brother and he said, Do you see it? Do you see it? And his attention was drawn away by a presence that looked up in the east. It was so strong a presence. It was a light that he could barely bear. But he looked up and he saw the Son of Man standing and he said, Brother, do you see him? But his brother couldn't even hear him. Because here on the earth, in another realm, his brother looked over, and his brother had just disappeared. The strange thing is, the car was moving as they were pulling out of the graveyard. And he looked at the driver, and he said, Driver, did my brother get out? Where did he go? And he looked around at all the people that had been standing outside at the gravesite. There were still many, many cars but many were gone. And he was looking for his brother, but he couldn't find him. On the day of the rapture, there will not be an opportunity for you to repent. Because Christ said, I come as a thief in the night, and no man knows the day or the hour. And when it happens, 1 Thessalonians promises us that it will happen in the twinkling of an eye. At the end of chapter 3 in the book of Revelation, you move into chapter 4, and God spoke to John and said, Come up hither and let me show you what must be hereafter. Hereafter what? Hereafter the church. When the church is gone, let me show you what's going to happen. At that point, there's a door in heaven opened. I believe that in chapter 4, verse 1 of Revelation, it is the rapture taking place. There is a door that is opened, and then that door is closed. I'll bring your attention to a certain parable in the Gospels, the parables of the ten virgins, and then I'll leave you alone. 
All ten were virgins. All ten were part of the bride's party. But at midnight, the call was made and the groom was on the way. And five of those virgins looked and they said, I do not have my, my lamp trimmed and I do not have oil in my lamp. And they looked to the other five and said, give us of your oil. And they said, I don't have enough for you. I've only got enough for mine. Go to those who sell and get your own. So they went to go get their own oil. But while they were gone, the groom came. And the bridal party moved in and the door was shut. This was a picture of a Jewish wedding. Let me tell you. In a Jewish wedding, this literally happens and still happens today in some circles. But when those five came back, the door was closed. It is tradition that once that door closes, it will not be opened again. It doesn't matter if one of those five had been the groom's brother. He missed the party. They don't, they don't open the door. It's locked. It's done. It's over with. In Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1, there's a door that's open and there's a door that's closed. Soon there will be a door opened in heaven and I look forward to that day. I look forward to that day. Because not only for myself, but for all of those who have been diligent and hard working for the Lord. But that day, the other day, oh my God, but my wife said the other day, it almost scares me, Derek, that day. Because there's going to be thousands and millions of people still left here and they're going to look around and wonder where their newborn baby went. They're going to wonder where their brother went or their sister went, their mom or dad. They were in good health and now they're gone. And they're going to look around and there's not going to be a preacher. Mama's not going to be there to pray anymore. And Satan's going to come to the earth and the Antichrist is going to move rampant. And people will no longer just be able to say, I believe in Christ. You'll have to die for it. You may lose your head over it. Many, many will lose their life for it. And the book of Revelation says that there were so many martyred in the tribulation that they're without number. If you will, stand with me this morning. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Right now, I simply want you to do a, a check, a self-check this morning. Only you know, only you know exactly where you stand this morning with the Lord. Only you know if you have full confidence that if the rapture were to happen in the next 30 seconds, would you go? Are you confident that you would be a part of that party that enters into that door that's opened? Or would you be left behind? You say, Derek, are you trying to scare me? Absolutely not. But the Apostle Paul did say that some would be saved by fear. You can read that in your Bible. I'm not here to scare you this morning. I'm here to send out a warning. Because when I stand before the Lord, He'll ask me, did you give warning that I was coming? Did you tell them that I was coming? Did you show them that I was coming? In the next few weeks, we have many things coming. Many things that we can be doing to win the loss. We have things that we're preparing for. We're going to put our hand to the plow. We're going to be busy for the Lord. Amen. This morning, if you say in your heart, Derek, I've, I've been complacent. I've, just, I've been at a place where 
been doing what I do. This morning, come to the altars. You say, Derek, I, I've been in a place where my I really haven't been diligent about a lot of things. I've just kind of been riding it out. This morning's the morning to get it right. Don't wait past today. Because I'm telling you, the rapture could be in the next 30 seconds. It could be in a year. It could be in 30 years. But when it happens, everything's got to be in place. So if there's anybody this morning you've got any doubt in your mind that if the Lord were to come today, would you go with Him? I want you to come and we'll pray with you. If there's anything in your head, any doubt at all, this morning is the morning to pray, Lord, God forgive me and account me worthy. If there's anybody who needs any prayer for anything, won't you come?